0: Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellison. In this episode, we're talking about the Home and Garden Show that's coming to Frisco on March 20th through 22nd. I have a number of guests in the studio with me today. So uh, I tell you what, instead of me introducing you guys, why don't we go around the room and you guys can introduce yourselves and I'm going to start with Sue.
1: Hi, my name is Suyagi. I am going to be at the Home and Garden Show, and I am going to talk about the basic methods of the Kanmari organizing. So
0: you're going to be doing talking. Do you have a booth there as well?
1: I do not have a booth. I'll be talking on Saturday. I have two sessions at 11 and 2, and then on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Perfect. Okay, Howard?
2: Well, I'm the Dirt Doctor. I'm uh, been I've been in the landscape business all my life. I'm currently uh, doing a radio talk show weekly that's nationally syndicated. I've written fifteen books on uh, organic gardening, various uh, su- specific subjects, and I uh, just teach people how to go organic and uh, stop using synthetic fertilizers and toxic chemical pesticides. We'll be speaking three times at the event. Okay, very good. I'm sure we'll have a number of questions
0: for you. And last but not least, Mira.
3: Hi, my name is Mira Co. And I was a photo mom on Disney for several years with this uh, show called Capture Your Story. And I love empowering people with photo tips on how to capture their family. We're going to have a booth there as well. We um, just came here from Seattle and have a local studio now in Frisco. So I'll be on the stage giving tips on how to look thinner in photos, how to get (laughs) high-energy kids to, like, calm down for the photo, just all kinds of tips that, you know, we just want when we're working with kids, Um, as well as have some of our fine artwork of families on display there.
0: Well, we're going to have a lot of questions for you as well, (laughs) so we're going to... Have some fun here today. And again, the Home and Garden Show is happening. It's at the Star in Frisco. So if you didn't get to go last year, uh, this is the second year at the Star. And it is March 20th through 22nd. So it's coming up pretty fast. So uh, let's go ahead and dig in with a little bit of organizing talk here. Because, you know, that's a a topic that comes up frequently um, with some of our writers and other people that we work with at Lifestyle Frisco. There's so many families moving into Frisco you know, kind of clean slate, new house, all that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about the Kanmari method. What exactly does that mean? And uh, we'll go from there.
1: Right. The Kanmari method really has three rules, uh, three basic rules. And the first rule is be honest with yourself and visualize your ideal life. What is your ideal life? And why do you want to tidy? It's not just about tidying your houses. Why do you want to do it? And trust me, Once you are done, you will find out that your life is just a little more organized and less more stress-free and therefore you have a better life. So that's number one. Number two or the rule number two is tidy in one go. Do not tidy one room. Do not tidy one closet. Tidy in one go. Um, So you basically pile everything up. There are certain categories to go by, but basically you pile everything up so you see the magnitude of what you have. And the third and last rule is tidy by category. So you tidy, there are five categories in the Konmari method. Clothes, books, papers, um, kimono. Kimono means miscellaneous, which is kitchen, bathroom, everything else. And the last one is sentimental. Sentimental meaning Your albums, you know, the closets of albums and pictures, the pictures on the walls, sentimental items like wedding dresses, uh, maybe little trinkets, maybe the thousand Christmas cards that we've saved over the years and we have, we don't have the heart to throw those away. So that is sentimental. So once you go by these three rules, you will really understand that once you're done, oh my gosh, my life is stress-free. So you... If you start with clothes, you basically take all the clothes you personally have. I'm not talking about your partner. I'm not talking about your kids. I'm talking about you personally. You, whoever wants to start it, has to do it, has to go through the experience themselves. Throw all your clothes on the bed, socks, underwear, jackets, coats, um, anything you have, um, scarves, throw them all on the bed in a huge pile and take a look at it. And say, why do I have all of this? Do I wear all of this? Do I use all of this? And then the, maybe the most the biggest trademark that the Kanmari method has is the spark joy. So you pick up every single item. You have to pick up every single item. And trust me, I have done this exercise. You pick it up and you look at it. And you think, does this spark joy to me? If it does not spark joy to you, you thank it. You put it in a pile for giveaway. If it sparks joy to you, put it in the spark joy pile, and then later on we'll talk about folding it. And if you're not sure there's an item like, oh, I really like it, but I haven't worn it, I'm not sure, that's your maybe pile. By the time you're done with the spark joy pile, the I really hate this pile, and the maybe you will come back to that maybe pile and say, okay, I know exactly what I want to do. Usually, there's a couple of items that you're still not sure about. I say, hang them up in the closet. Put them in clear view. Don't stack them somewhere. You'll never go back to them if you stack them. Hang them up and take a look at them every day. Maybe in a week or two, maybe in a month or two, you'll say, why the heck am I holding on to this? (laughs) I'm going to throw this away. Or, oh my gosh, I love this. I should wear this. As long as you're wearing it, keep it in the closet and then move it to your spark joy pile, which will be hanging up.
0: So what are what are the key benefits of going through this kind of a process? I mean, what do people, other than making more space and getting rid of things that they're not using, what do they really Really, gain from
1: it? They're gaining they're gaining the spark joy. So if you if you think about it, if your closet sparks joy, your pantry sparks joy, your living room sparks joy, you're gonna spark joy on the inside. You're gonna be happy on the inside because everything is is basically organized. And then you think, okay, let me move to my second thing. What am I doing next? has nothing to do with organizing, has nothing to do with your house. Maybe it's, gosh, you know, all my life I wanted to do something. I wanted to do this hobby, but I haven't done it. So you do it because it sparks joy. You basically are teaching yourself a method of how to take care of yourself. I've worked corporate America for 20 years, and I decided one day after I read Marie Kondo's books, I decided I'm going to take a break. I'm going to quit my job, my 50-hour week job and just do what I want to do. And I went through the whole course, the training, the seminars, the practice, and I feel like I've really done what I wanted to do. I even garden. You know, I've never gardened before. I don't have a green thumb. I <laughs> I really am horrible at it. I've killed so many plants. And finally, I've taken the time to read through it, to really learn how to do it, and I'm doing that. I travel because now I feel like, well, there's nothing holding me back. There's no one holding me back. So it's about what you want to do your ideal life. That's why I said be honest with yourself and think how do you visualize your ideal life.
0: Sounds wonderful. I can imagine for some folks it's probably harder than it sounds at times, (laughs) at least to get going, Um, but good practice. And speaking of gardening, what a great transition We're going to talk to Howard now, the Dirt Doctor, who's also going to be at the Home and Garden show. And Howard, tell us a little bit about the Dirt Doctor and what you guys are doing over there.
2: Well, if I teach you how to garden, will you come over and talk to my wife?
1: (laughs) I um, sure will. My
2: hoarder wife? (laughs) I'm on the other end of the uh, spectrum of that. Well, as the Dirt Doctor... Like I said, I specialize in organic gardening. I uh, I practiced landscape architecture for a long time. I really don't do that anymore. I do a little consulting uh, on projects that are special to me that I've worked on in the past. But the main thing I do now is teach homeowners, farmers, ranchers, and uh, others how to go a different route, go this natural organic uh, route. And I try to teach people about all the misconceptions on it. We are... Uh, we have a little bit of a difficulty because none of the universities teach what I teach in the United States not hmm. one including where I went to school Texas Tech so we're we're battling all the time what people are coming out of school uh having learned and go right into using the synthetic stuff and the t- toxic stuff um my big love is trees. Of the three talks that I'll be doing, one is about the fabulous trees of the world. And I, I start that talk by uh, uh, explaining how to properly select and plant trees and then get into the management of trees. I have a completely different approach, a simpler approach than most people in the landscape business use. And then I cover some of the most fabulous trees in the world. Some of them are here in Texas. The national champion pecan tree I've consulted on and helped the owners for a long time. And it's in Weatherford, Texas. It's about an 850-year-old wow. pecan tree. We cover that and show the whole story of how in trouble it was when I started working with them and how how it looks today. And we cover some of the big uh, special trees in my yard, including my dog, our recent rescue Dog Nellie's climbing tree, and yes, she climbs it, and she climbs all the way to the top, sometimes chasing squirrels and birds and things that's been an experience but and then we also cover a three thousand year old tree in Oaxaca, Mexico that's a Montezuma cypress, and I try to teach people that even though uh, there in Oaxaca it's that old and has a fifty uh, foot diameter trunk. You can grow it in Frisco or Dallas or or Denton, uh, Texas. Or I don't Kenmore. know if that would fit in most of our yards, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's, it's a ball cypress. It's just a little faster growing version. And most people up until the time we started talking about it thought it would freeze here, that it needed to be down in a tropical place, but that's not true. But the main thing I try to teach people is this natural organic approach um, works better. Than any other approach. Some people think that if if it's organic, it has to be wild, and you know uh, it, it's okay for uh, some of the university guys to say, well, it'll work for Garrett at his house, where he's sitting on his compost pile under his pyramid smoking marijuana. But you know <laughs> it really won't work in corporate America, and it won't work uh, for most of us. Well, I designed the landscaping at the Freetail Lake National Headquarters, and it was organic for many years until university-related people. Got back in charge of the maintenance and changed it back to the toxic way, which was a very big disappointment mm. to me. But anyway, we the main thing we teach is that it works better, and it works better in every way, including from a financial standpoint, because you can save forty to fifty percent on your water bill using organic techniques. Interesting. So,
0: is there anything I can do to make that live oak in my
2: front yard grow a little faster and be yeah, a little prettier? Sure One of the main things I teach people is a little process. It's not a product, it's a process called the sick tree treatment, which is something we devised years ago to save the red tip fatinias, the fatinia frasurides that were dying out all over the south. And we came up with this process called the sick tree treatment, and if you simply apply that to your tree, I'll guarantee you without even seeing it, this will work for you. And the first step of that process is to take the soil off the base of the tree, so the flare that that part that looks a lot of people think is part of the root system it's actually part of the trunk. You expose that flare, do the rest of the sick tree treatment. It will put on new growth uh, much faster than it's ever grown. It will eliminate uh, insect and disease problems. If it has some kind of a parasite in it, like mistletoe, that'll go away. If woodpeckers are pecking holes in the trunk, you know, the sap suckers, that will stop. It's a pretty uh, amazing thing, and it's very simple to do. Interesting. And we'll teach you how to do that.
0: All right. That sounds good. So you're doing a uh, couple of different talks. Um,
2: Doing three. We'll do one on trees, one on uh, natural organic insect control, and one on uh, probably fruits and vegetable growing at home and soil improvement and that sort of thing.
0: Do you talk about uh, grass at all?
2: Talk about turf, uh, all the way from turf to interior plants, orchids, You know, trees. I I tend to uh, spend the most of my time on trees because that's where the most money's involved. Mm -hmm. That's where the biggest investment is. Plus, for a homeowner and a commercial owner as well, that's the one thing that uh, you can do in landscaping that will actually increase property value. Interesting. I did not know that. Grass and ground cover and shrubs kind of look nice. But the trees will actually increase the property values uh, pretty substantially.
0: I can imagine that certainly is going to attract buyers as well if you have that's nice right. trees. And, that's know, right. Good to know. All right. Well, that's something to definitely look forward to at the yeah. Home and Garden Show. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I look forward to talking to people. Absolutely. All right. So let's go over to Mira. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about photography. And you're going to tell us how to look sexy, right? Our pictures? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if we're not?
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what our, what my passion really is, my husband and I work together, and it's really about diving into the story of who you are and your family in this season of life. And, and so we have this... Um, really beautiful, rich photographic experience that we take families on when they uh, come to us about a shoot. And the first step is to dive into a phone call. We call it a discovery call and just discover with them through a handful of just thoughtful questions. What is like most meaningful to them about one person in their family right now, whether it's their spouse or they're um, one of their kids and just really kind of go into what is what is unique about this season, what stands out to them, what are those little details that, you know, are often so fleeting and uh, and that we just never want to forget. And through that, we start to build a creative vision around how to capture this family in this season of time. And uh, and it becomes this you know by the time if it's a family of four, by the time we actually do the photo shoot, we've done like almost six calls sometimes with one about each one of the kids, one of, with both the uh, parents about each other and what you know what made them first fall in love with each other, which is always like this great um, refreshing kind of exercise in the midst of like the busyness of life, right? And that's what really guides the creative vision. And so everybody, I think, obviously wants to look their best in photos. But I think that when we start digging into why this is meaningful to capture this time in my life, all of that starts to like come to the surface versus being um, really stressed or overwhelmed about are all our outfits going to (laughs) match or like, do I need to go shopping for new things for us to wear? Because that's almost like a side thing compared to the emotion of why we love each other and what means the most to us right now in life.
0: I love it. So you guys really kind of dig in deep and there's a lot going on before we even get to shooting the pictures.
3: Yes. I feel like, you know, I've been a photographer for almost 20 years and in the beginning, I definitely started where, you know, I'd meet a family at a park and I would just take photos of them, maybe laughing or smiling together. And I, I think I realized over the years that, As great as that is and as, like, fun as those photos are to capture, what is so meaningful is to, like, take the time to actually talk to the families, dig into who they are, and then let what they share with us guide exactly what we're going to shoot. So there was this little girl. She's um, five years old, and she has two best friends, um, Rosie and Crack. And they're her little hands, her right and left hand that she makes dinosaurs with, and they're like her best friends. And I would have never have even have known this if I hadn't done a call with the mom on just this little girl. And, uh, and so we ended up doing this whole family portrait where everyone had their little hands as their little dinosaurs because her dad had taught her this that whenever she's lonely, she can have Rosie or Crack to keep her company. And uh, and that just like you know, that's a completely different uh, story to capture.
0: That's fantastic.
3: Then everyone just looking at the camera and smiling. Everybody right.
0: should have a friend named crack too. Right?
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's know. just too
0: much. I don't, I don't even know where to go with that. I know. <laughs> I love it though.
3: Yes. And so for them to have that on their wall to like anchor back to visually and celebrate that when the daughter's first day of kindergarten came and, uh, you know, in August this year, uh, she told her mom that Rosie and crack were going to stay at home, but she felt like she was okay to go without them. And I just thought her mom was in tears. Her mom was like, I'm so glad that we captured that and it's on the wall because I never want to forget that time in her life. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That'll be good fodder for embarrassing her when she's a teenager too. (laughs) So is family photography what you specialize in?
3: Yes, it's been uh, my focus and passion for, yeah, like I said, like 20 years. I've published uh, five different books. I often appear on Live with Kelly and Ryan, Um, worked with Oprah and the Nate Berkus show, and then we had our Disney show for, I think it's still actually playing because I still have three- and four-year-olds come up to me almost 10 years later, and show me their phones that they're taking of their favorite things um, on their parents' smartphones and stuff. And so families has always been our focus. And, and families can be everything from, gosh, the couple that came in two weeks ago from Arizona to celebrate their almost 40th wedding anniversary and what their marriages meant. So we interviewed all of like, their adult children and asked them what their mom and dad has taught them about life and... What they all like when they think of them together, what do they think of? And it was so great. It's like them playing cards and, and grandpa always cheats. And so we, you know, that was like the creative vision of capturing the two of them playing cards and him cheating in the midst of it. But for them to like always have that for generations of that's what they loved about who they were and what they represented to the family.
0: Very good. And what are the books that you've written? Let's go ahead and get those out there while we have a chance. Yes,
3: okay. The first one is called Beauty Restored. And the second one is Your Baby in Pictures, then Your Child in Pictures, and Your Family in Pictures. And that's a series I did with Random House that you can find at any bookstore on Amazon. And um, the last one is Work Happily Ever After, and it's for entrepreneurs that are wanting to like get better with their branding and messaging.
0: So. Interesting. Okay, we'll be sure to link all of those up. And I think while we're at it, why don't we go around the table real quick and we'll kind of go back in the opposite order we just did, starting with you. Where can people learn more about you and find you
3: online? Absolutely. Mirako. That's, it's just my name. It's M-E-R-A-K-O-H. So Mirako.com. I'm on Instagram under Mirako and uh, Mirako the Photo Mom on Facebook.
2: Mirako the Photo Mom. I like it. Okay. Howard? Hmm. Well, my, excuse me, my website is dirtdoctor.com. Uh, we uh, can be found on the radio, syndicated on Sundays. We do three hour uh, live call in talk show that uh, goes out of uh, 660 The Answer here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but it's on about 250 stations across the country. We created an online course because none of the universities teach what I teach, and it is through the nonprofit called the Texas Organic Research Center, 501c3, which we we uh, run. Um, my books uh, range from Plants of the Metroplex, which is the one I did years and years ago when I was just started, through the Texas Bug Book to now the uh, organic manual that we did with Mother Earth um, uh, News, and um, there's other books on all kinds of subjects, herbs, trees, various things. And these are all books that you've written? Yeah, these are all my books. Okay.
0: And they're available on Amazon. They're
2: available on our website, dirtdoctor.com. bookstores there aren't very many these days, you know, and so (laughs) it's probably easiest to find it on our website or in some of the local stores that sell organic gardening products. We also do a a column and I've done it for a long time. I've done it since the early eighties I guess. On uh, in the Dallas Morning News, and it's called Organic Answers, and it runs every Thursday. Okay, so that's a few places people can get some additional information. Okay, and Sue.
1: Well, I have no books. <laughs> I haven't written any books, right? not <laughs> yet. Uh, but you can find me on on online at sueschicinteriors.com, dot and I do interiors. I am uh, by trade an interior designer, and have done that for twenty years. Um, so, you can find me there. I do interior design, I do commercial design, which is my, more my has been my specialty for twenty years. Uh, I do organizing I help with house moving so if you 're moving, if you decide you want to move from one place to another, I help you with that. I also help older people transition or you know go from a full house to a studio or a condo or whatever that is and um, Believe it or not, I have had adult children call me up and have me go help their parents who, you know, aren't physically capable of doing this on their own.
0: Okay. Well, a whole lot of people moving to Frisco and even within Frisco, so I'm sure those uh, services will be handy. I can't believe we've already rocked over 20 minutes already, but this has been a lot of fun. Just a little bit of a teaser of what people can expect at the Home and Garden Show. So definitely get out there. Again, that is going to be March 20 through the 22nd at the Star. And you can go out and you can meet Sue and learn a little bit about organizing using the KonMari method. Be sure to get out there and say hello to Howard because we all have plants and trees and things in our yards that we're trying to take care of. Some, like me, are not very good at it, so I appreciate uh, the advice today, Howard. And then, of course, last but not least, we have uh, Mira, who is uh, doing a talk or two on uh, photography. Mm -hmm. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Again, check out the Home and Garden Show. Uh, We'll link all of this stuff up in the show notes for you. And, as always, you can find the Frisco podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much any place you're going to find a podcast, you're going to find us. So go out there, leave us a comment, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll talk to you next time.